This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hello and welcome to the Betting Weekly Extra Time Liga show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, Steve Wiss and James Easton, your French football experts with me, Rob Daly, to look ahead to round 24 in France's top flight. First of all, gents, uh, well done. Unbelievable weekend. Seven for seven with the pick. Steve, uh, let's start with that Monaco pick. Well, do you know what it what a week it was, Rob? It was, um, and I've got this scripted, uh, so you'll laugh at this hopefully. But it was more like Steve McQueen and James Coburn rather than Steve Wiss and James Easton, <laughs> because it was the magnificent seven, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I knew you'd like that, that might one. Be your, that might be your best one yet. I knew you'd that like that one. That might be your best one yet. But yeah, it was um, a great week for us. Um, I finally managed to end my <laughs> Monaco curse. In style, uh, 15 minutes all it took for my bet to win there, but um, we were on fire. And it wasn't just half wins and stuff, it was seven full wins out of seven. Just what the doctor ordered, and um, we cashed all those tickets. Yeah, it was great. It felt a little bit of a risk when you looked at the picks in a way, Rob, because Steve and I doubled up on some of them, so it was yeah, it was du- double or quits in a way. Had we... You know, had any of them lost, we might have lost double in some instances, but they were really clear winners. And, you know, going into that weekend, we did feel quite confident. Um, I think the fact we doubled up showed that there were certain matches that stood out and we'd had a couple of bad weeks going into it. So, yeah, it was great. And so many of them, as Steve has said, were comfortable wins. They were clearly going to cash well before the final whistle. Um, well, look, if you're listening to the show, if you're if you're on the feed and you found this show, let me assure you just how good Steve and James are because they're back to the top of the Betting Weekly Handicappers League table of all the leagues, the best performing show on the network. Uh, um, at the moment, uh, plus 19.83 units up for the season, well ahead of Syria and the uh, the Premier League. Not that we're gloating. And I don't have any, I don't do anything. I just ask you two questions. But I feel like I'm part of this. <laughs> and uh, Liga, the Liga show is top. Um, so let's get to some of the games of the weekend. We will touch upon the Friday night fixture between Ozair and Leon uh, a little bit later in the show. But we'll start with arguably where the sexiest fixture of the weekend. It's PSG versus Lille. At the time we're recording, we're doing this on Wednesday. And Paris Saint-Germain coming to this off the back of three defeats, humbled by Bayern at home last night in the uh, in the Champions League. Their former player, Kingsley Coman, coming back to haunt them again, as he did in the uh, in the Champions League final a few years back. So, James, this is your pick. Uh, let's get into the pick stuff, and then we'll start talking about PSG and their place in the market right now. But first of all, the pick for this game in the Parc des Princes. 
Yeah, my pick on the game is Lille to have over 3.5 shots on target in the game, which is available at plus 107. So the line being set at over three and a half shots means you need Lille to have four shots or more on target um, in the game. And it's at odds against, which is a good price. I wanted to find some way to support Lille on this game, Rob, because PSG, as we know, uh, are in poor form. They've now, as Steve has said before we recorded, they've lost three games in a row now in all competitions, which is extremely rare. So I went to look at the prices here and I wanted to find a way to to support Lille. You can no longer back against PSG on the Asian handicap. This is something that we've talked about in recent weeks on the show. We felt that the market had not adjusted to PSG's uh, loss of form. Uh, the fact that they're I had been taken off the ball a little bit in League One because of the forthcoming Champions League matches and the fact they've had injuries. So in the last few weeks, we've found ways to support the other team, whoever PSG have been playing on the Asian handicap. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we made money uh, doing that against Toulouse. We did it again last weekend against Monaco because in simple terms, PSG have still been strong favourites in lots of their matches in League One. And as a consequence of that, there have been good opportunities to support the other side on the Asian handicap. Looking at the prices on this game, that has all changed now. So the market has reacted to the fact that PSG are not in great form, that they do have other priorities now that the Champions League is back. And I went straight to the Asian handicap prices here, hoping to find Lille at maybe one and a quarter goals, one and a half goal start, something like that, which would mean that you can back Lille. They can lose by a goal or maybe even two goals and you'll either win or lose only some of your stakes. The price here was very different. It was PSG minus 0.75 goal start. So for people who know Asian handicaps, that's just a way of leveling up the game really and taking the draw out of the equation and using goals or half goals or quarter goals to suggest where the teams are uh, against each other at the moment. And the prices have clearly changed. It's the market reacting and saying that PSG are not in great form at the moment. They are struggling. Um, and yeah, they've got other things on their mind as well as the injury problems and issues off the pitch as well. So trying to find a way to back Lille here was my priority. Um, they're in good form. Uh, they're playing some very good football. I think they'll go into this match and be positive. They know that PSG have got problems. So in the end, I went for Lille over 3.5 shots because of the attacking nature of this side. They're creating a lot of chances at the moment. Um, Remy Cabello is playing very well. Eden Zagrova was excellent, I thought, for them last weekend. Uh, Jonathan Bamba's back from injury. And they've got Jonathan David as well, of course. And Lille have actually managed four or more shots on target in all 10 of their games in 2023. Um, that's both in League One and the French Cup. Now, you could argue, well... They might have managed it in other matches. Will they manage four shots or more on target against PSG? But I think the way PSG are playing at the moment and the fact that PSG here are at home and are going to open up and are going to have to go for the win, I do think it will create chances for Lille. So, yeah, if you're looking for a way to oppose PSG now, um, I think that moment might have gone with some of the markets. Um, we've been you know, lucky enough to have had some winners on it up until now, but... Had to be a bit cleverer here and look at some of the other markets to try to find a way to make PSG's poor form pay out for us by supporting the opposition. Yeah, the, I thought you would you would get involved in this game, James. I, I certainly wouldn't uh, have foreseen the shots on target market. A, a nice, interesting new one here for us on this show. I quite like it because they've got guys, uh, Lille, who will 
they will certainly take a shot. Jonathan David is confident and uh, he's pretty accurate as well from what I remember reading about his stats uh, this season. But uh, this is a massive price now on PSG. It's their biggest price they've been in the league at home all season. To put it into perspective, they were minus 400 against Monaco at home. They were minus 250 against Marseille at home. And you can get now um, minus, you know, in minus 140 uh, on yeah. PSG to win the game, which is incredible. Minus 152 actually on Bet Rivers. And, um, you know, you could argue the value is now with PSG, but you couldn't really back them with stolen money, could you, at the moment, the way that they're actually playing. So, yeah, I think uh, it's almost um, the other way now. And I actually think there'll be some people looking at this price and thinking, wow, I need to get on PSG. Yeah, I think that that is almost the question now. Has the market overreacted? Because I, th- I think what happened with PSG this season, at the start of the season, they were they were too long to win matches, even though they were short price favourites and they were winning by big margins, which which we expected because they were fresh. They had a full squad. We knew Messi was going to come into this season really, really strong. Then that sort of faded. They stopped winning matches by big margins. Um, then it's gone the other way again. And, and now, yeah, you're right. You look at the price now. PSG at home at minus 152, something like that, against a side who are fifth in the league. We, it's just it's completely changed. So has the market reacted too much? Possibly, possibly. I think some people will look at the PSG price on the Asian handicap this weekend and prefer PSG to Lille because on the Asian handicap, if you back PSG minus 0.75, as long as they win, then you're going to make a profit. So, yeah, it's um, one of those clubs, almost the only club in League One where you really have to read them week to week based on form and fitness because obviously they're capable of winning every match, but it's whether they'll win them by big margins or not really that feeds into so many of these markets. Staying with this game, boys, and I know we do, we've we've talked about this before about being wary of head-to-head record. It's not our favourite thing on this show. PSG won five one at Lille last season, and they beat them seven one uh, back in August with the front three all fit: Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi. And uh, all three of them scored. They got six goals between the three of them. Mbappe uh, came off the bench, uh, denied uh, via uh, automated offside uh, for his goal against Bayern. He was off. So, to, I mean, you, you've basically touched upon it anyway, I suppose, but whether it's gone too far the other way and whether there can be any value, Steve, maybe in, in looking at PSG here a little bit. I suppose that the good, the good thing with your thing is they'll give up chances, won't they, James? You know, yeah, they they were. I mean, I did look at the over goals market here because I also felt that might be a little short. I think it was plus 2.75 goals was around evens. So if you back right. that and there are three goals in the game, uh, and I was tempted by that because Lille are a very positive side um, in all matches. And they, they, they'll they be positive here because they'll see this as a chance to, to get something against PSG. And they know their best chance of doing that is to attack. They've got a slight problem at centre-back as well of, of Lille in that they're starting to sort of phase out Jose Font, who's been fantastic, but he's getting old. There's a slight potential weakness there. Um, so, yeah, I, I did look at the goals market because I think Lille will give up chances. And I think PSG... The chances they will give up against some teams at home by attacking probably won't hurt them as much as it will hurt them against Lille, who are very good in the final third. Yeah, like it, it, it could be an open, it should be an open game, and it, it could lead to chances. My slight reservation was, what will PSG do with the front three? Um, will they rest? And we know Mbappe. I'm not saying he was rushed back for the Bayern game, but he's come back quicker than we thought. So will he play this weekend? And as Steve was saying before the show, you know they're such a different side our PSG without Mbappe on the pitch. So I was slightly put off the match goals market by doubts over PSG's team news. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I think chances will be given up at both ends. I just felt that we know exactly what we're going to get from Lille and we don't from PSG. So that made me lean towards the the Lille over 3.5 shots on target market. Okay, well, it is a lunchtime kickoff in France on Sunday. Paris Saint-Germain against Lille. Uh, In terms of resting players, they might be inclined not to do that so much because there is a week until their next game where they take on Marseille uh, at the Velodrome, which will be undoubtedly our main uh, talking point next week, unless there's zero value in that game. Uh, let's go to Marseille. And Steve, this is our second pick. Yeah, the match is to lose against uh, Marseille, and the pick is over 2.75 goals at minus 114. I mean, I'm in love with to lose overs at the moment, and it's one of those where I'm going to keep riding this particular bicycle until I fall off, Rob, because you just watch to lose matches and it screamed every all their games scream goals, even in matches where you know there's been a rare to lose under. You feel like there probably should have been more goals. And I mean, last week surprised me how good they were against Wren. I fancied them to lose that game, but they were 3 0 up by half time. Um, it was rather incredible, and they did it without their main man, Branko van den Boomen, who was a last minute injury. So I kind of feared the worst for them. Now, the talk is that he should be back for this particular game, which would be a massive boost. And um, I think Toulouse are going to have a real good go here. I mean, to actually beat Wren, that's the first time they've truly beaten a top sort of six or seven team this year. And before, we've always talked about Toulouse, just they they struggle against the top sides. And I think that's going to give them a huge confidence boost. Marseille are a much more trickier beast. There's a couple of dangers here. Marseille have won their last three away games exactly 2-0. And they have kept six clean sheets away from home. However, Toulouse have only failed to score twice uh, this season, and that was against PSG and Monaco. So there is a bit of a danger on this over that could Marseille shut them out? I don't see Toulouse getting shut out at the moment, though. They are they create so many chances. I think they'll, they will get on the score sheet here. And even if they don't, Marseille could cover this goal line on their own. They are capable of scoring three or four. I mean, in, in those 2-0 wins, they, they probably should have won by more if we're being brutally honest. So I think all things considered, we're going to get an offensive game. Marseille have the best away record in the league, so they're confident on the road. 22 goals scored in 11 away games. And um, which either way you look at it, I think there should be goals. The reverse fixture ended 6-1. And I think we're going to get very similar football, a really entertaining game. The stadium is going to be rocking. And um, I think Marseille will probably win the game, just a bit of extra quality, something like 3-1 or 3-2. But I certainly don't think Toulouse will lie down. So over 2.75 goals to me made a lot of sense here at minus 114. Yeah, I saw a stat the other day on Toulouse. I think they're the highest scoring team in 2023 in any of the big five leagues in Europe. And yeah, when you, you watch the way they went about the game last week, absolutely fearless at home to Rennes. I think the big... Factor, as Steve has mentioned there about that win, was that it was against a team above them in the league, which is, as we've said on the show, something that Toulouse have really struggled with this season. They've beaten the sides below them sometimes very easily. They've barely picked up any points above the teams above them in the league until last weekend. So to have outplayed Wren as comprehensively as they did means I think they'll go into this game against Marseille and it'll be like, same again, you know, let's just go for it. And yeah, the atmosphere will be tremendous there because they've had great support by their own standards anyway this season, all season, and it'll be even more so for this game. So there's only one way I think Toulouse will approach this game, which is to be extremely 
um, positive and go for it. And it should lead to, it should be a great game to watch this weekend. All right, an exciting one to uh, stay tuned to this weekend in Liga. Uh, let's go to the next game. It's the one game that both Steve and James have a pick on this week. And as we know, when these two guys are in sync, it generally means there's uh, something going on. Toi Montpellier. Uh, James, do you want to start us on this one with your pick? Yeah, my pick on the game is Montpellier plus zero on the Asian handicap away from home to Toi, which is available at plus 100, which is the same as what some people will know as the draw no bet market. So if the game ends in a draw, you'll get your stakes back. And if Montpellier win, then you'll make a profit. And the change of manager actually at Montpellier is a big factor on this game, Rob. So before their match last weekend, Montpellier appointed or reappointed uh, Michel de Zacharion as their manager. Uh, he was manager there for four years from 2017 to 2021. And on the back of reappointing him, they promptly went and won 3-0 last weekend against Brest and kept a clean sheet, which is something that they've struggled to do this season. So I think this is a very smart appointment by uh, Montpellier. The more I thought about it, the more it made sense. Um, and the reasons for that are... He knows the club. He was there four years, so he can step straight back in. He left on pretty good terms with the club. There's no ill feeling or ill will. Um, a lot of the, I know a lot of the backroom staff and the admin staff at Montpellier have been there a long, long time. So it's quite a family club and he's on good terms with people there. So he can come back in uh, very easily and very quickly. There's no concerns that you might have if you're appointed an outsider about will he settle, will it work? Um, and then on the pitch, Zacharion tends to get his teams very well organised. They tend to be quite good defensively. And the one weakness Montpellier have had all season is that they've been poor defensively. We don't need to worry too much about the attack because they've got quality there. Um, Eli Wai, top scorer, is a player we flagged up a lot. Teji Savanier is an excellent playmaker. But defensively, they've been really, really poor. And I think in that sense, it's a smart appointment because he will make more organised and we've already with the win last weekend started to see signs of that so I think the Montpellier team that go into this match is a very different team to the one that we've seen most of the season they're down near the bottom of the table they've always had the potential to be a better side than that and I think with a good manager in charge now they do become a better side than Trois who they're playing and who are a relegation type team Steve and I backed them in the outright market at the halfway point of the season a few weeks ago to be relegated when they were plus 220 in the relegation market That's and you know I had now. yeah it's looking good now because they've just got worse and worse I mean it would be it would be a big surprise now if, if Trois um, avoid relegation they've changed their manager back during the world cup and that's not worked so this is an example of a team who who can get worse as a change of manager on the back of a change of manager um they've lost five out of eight uh, since we came back after the world cup and defensively they're all over the place they've conceded 11 goals in their last three matches and they've conceded 21 goals in eight games since they changed their manager so uh, I see this as a game between two sides who are heading in different directions. And in the case of Montpellier, about to do that potentially quite stronger. I think Twy will continue to flatline or get worse this season. And I think Montpellier, as we saw last weekend, are just starting to get better. And when you look at the prices and Twy are favourites to win the match, then I think all the value here um, lies with Montpellier. And with the pick, of course, you get the safety net of getting your stakes back if they don't manage to actually win the game. Um, but if they do win it, then um, then you'll make a profit. Well, my pick for the game is uh, a team total, Montpellier team total over one and a half goals at, um, at plus 150. And this is my favourite pick of the week. 
this one immediately stood out to me first on my slate and do you know what i watched um do you, do you guys watch anything on twitch at all it's more of a gaming platform yeah, no, do, actually yeah, yeah. yeah and um I actually watched the, the the most recent Twa press conference on Twitch. Don't know why it was on Twitch, but it was. And um, Patrick Kisnorvo, and I tell you what, boys, it was an absolute horror show, genuine horror show. This is a man who doesn't speak a word of French. He was getting very frustrated by the questioning and things like that. Um, and it's just an example for me of a terrible appointment. And again, I've said this before, I'm not necessarily sure he's a bad manager or a bad coach, but... If you're going to come into Liga and manage, you have got to get this league. You've got to get the language and the culture and things like that. Just little things like he doesn't like to give injury details away. In France, you give the group of players the night before. The fans want to see who's going to be involved. He doesn't do stuff like that. But for me, I think this this bunch of players have kind of given up playing for him. I, they got battered 4-0 by Will Stills Rams. It could have been 6 or 7 and that's a local derby. And I just think the players are running running around like headless chickens. He's come in and tried to play his own system, which obviously worked very well in Australia at Melbourne City. But it doesn't suit this Twa squad at all. It's like he's come and he's not even an assess the players or things like that. And this is a city group um, run club. I worry sometimes the players can take over in this sort of situation if you really care for the club so much. But I looked at the squad and there's not even anyone here who's really been here longer than four years, apart from maybe the youngsters coming through the system. So they can't even rely on that either. I think the players are going to get in the sack and I think they're going to really struggle in this match. That Defensively, they're a disaster, Rob. So all I need here is Montpellier to score two goals um, in this match, even if they don't win it. I think they will win. Desacarian's a great fit for that club, like uh, James said. And um, yeah, the XG, all the metrics are pointing towards uh, Montpellier goals here. Kisnorbo, I think, will get sacked after this. They can't keep this up because they will go down under him. And it's just an example where, okay, you're doing well in another city group club. doesn't mean you're going to do well in France. You've got to know this league. It's quite a unique league. It's not like coming into the Premier League even. I think um, this is a great time to be betting against Troyes. So the team total for Montpellier stood out like a sore thumb to me. So let's let's do the picks again there for that game quickly because... People might have lost track. So uh... yeah. So my pick on the game, Rob, is Montpellier plus zero on the Asian handicap, and that's available yeah. at plus one hundred. Yeah, Montpellier team total over one and a half goals, Rob, at plus one fifty. Really it's juicy nice, price, isn't it? That's that seems wow. that yeah. seems good. I mean, you look at you look at these defenses. Montpellier worst defense outside the bottom three, other than Troyes, who've conceded fifty-two goals. <laughs> worst yeah. worst defense in the league in their twenty-three. Uh, games to date okay um nice work gents uh let's shift along to the friday game ozel leon um nice game this and steve this is your pick just a half unit on this one rob i'm trying to get ahead of the trend here it's a goal scorer pick on rayan shirky to score any time at plus 310 oh yeah now this is an interesting player he's always been described as a wonder kid um in whatever version of football you talk about and i think he's just starting to come into his own this lad mm. He's actually scored three goals in his last three games in all competitions. He took the second half by the scruff of the neck last week against Lons. I thought it was a really good performance from him. Interesting thing to note here, Alexandra Lacazette is probably going to be injured for the game. He looks set to be ruled out for two weeks. The good thing for Leon is they've only got to play Orzair, Angers and then Grenoble 
in the Coupe de France. So they shouldn't miss him too much. But I think Shirky might step up. His responsibility might become more. Yes, they'll probably bring Dembele into the side. But I think Shirky's going to be the heartbeat of the offence now. He might get himself on some free kicks. He might even get himself on a penalty. Who knows? I think it's a massive price for a oh, lad. Because yeah, Lacazette's penalties, mm, isn't he? Yeah, I probably Dembele would take the penalty in fairness. You don't take a, the ball off a striker, do you? But he might. he's got the sort of personality he might sneak in there. One thing I like about Cherky, he hasn't scored a lot of goals this season, but he averages 3.34 shots per game. So he likes to have a go. And his tail is up right now. His confidence is up. And um, like I say, plus 310 is far too big for someone who is trending upwards in the stats. He's facing a Norsair team who've got to win. A draw's not really good enough for us there at the moment. Their defence does concede a lot of goals. I certainly wouldn't trust Leon at minus money here to win because they're the sort of team anything can happen with Leon. But I do think Cherky can have a good game and uh, I would be stunned if he doesn't at least get one or two decent chances here. So plus 310, anytime scorer, worth half a unit in my opinion, Rob. Okay, yeah, nice I think that's fair. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, just going to say very quickly on Shirky. I know Laurent Blanc has spoken about him. Laurent Blanc being the Leon manager recently about his, uh, about the game without the ball being something that Shirky maybe needs to learn a little bit more about. I think maybe putting pressure on him to work a bit harder when he doesn't have the ball. But as Steve says, when he is on the ball, he is exciting and he does definitely like to have a go. So I think you'll get your a run for your money in this match because they're playing an Auxerre side who will give up chances. I think. Okay, nice half pick, Steve. Managers love doing that, don't they? When a player's sort of in the groove, they go, well, they need to improve at some defensive exactly. something or other. They just sort of cut one of their legs off briefly to make sure they don't get above themselves. Okay, two games to go. Uh, Strasbourg versus Angers. Very quickly, though, very quickly, Will Still, uh, has anyone seen, have you boys seen his uh, training video switching between French and English? Yeah. Absolutely. Sensational. It is brilliant, isn't it? Because his English, what he says is so English, stay focused, boys. Like you, this sort of English voice just comes back and then he's back in French. Have you seen it yet, James? No. No, I've not seen oh, it. It's, seen it's it. good, isn't it, Steve? It's brilliant. He's like, one, two, three, four. Cat sanks. You know, he's like, he, 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 <laughs> yeah. he's, he's switching a lot. He's, he's a, great, a great coach. I, I don't mean to bring him up, Steve, and upset you, but there's a famous Jesse Marsh one at Anfield where he's sort of speaking a kind of pigeon Austrian-German thing and then back into his... <laughs> Americanisms and um, which is just nowhere near the level. Of Tell that world. to Southampton fans it's, now, Rob. <laughs> yeah, that's their that's their problem now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've always got to give Will still some love, even if we're not mentioning uh, Ram on the show. Two games to go. Strasbourg Angers right down in the pits. We're down in the pits with James Easton, seventeenth against twentieth in the league. What have you seen? Yes, it's another manager-related pick here, Rob. So I'm back in Strasbourg to win this game at home to Angers which is available at minus 114. Strasbourg have appointed a new manager this week. It's Frederick Antonetti, who League One followers will know because he's, he's been around for years. Um, other people may not know him. He's not really worked outside France other than a, a brief spell in Japan about 20-odd years ago, but managed at Bastia, Saint-Étienne, uh, Nice, Rennes, Lille, all over the place in France. So he's a very well-known face, and he's been brought in as an emergency appointment to try to make sure that Strasbourg avoid relegation this season. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Antonetti. Uh, I think he's a strange strange manager on the touchline. He can be quite negative. Um, 
quite like him as a pundit. He, he was much better, I thought, as a pundit. But he is extremely experienced, and Strasbourg do need a guy in charge who knows what they're doing over a short period of time. And they do have that in Antonetti. He's also quite a strict manager. He's quite no-nonsense, and I think that's also something that we need at Strasbourg at the moment. So I'm expecting an improvement here because Strasbourg shouldn't really be down near the bottom of the table anyway. On paper, they are far more like a mid-table side and we're going to get a reaction this weekend without any doubt because he's been in charge all week. They will know about it. They'll know they've got a new manager in charge and that it's Antonetti. And I think at home this weekend to the weakest side in the division, it's a great opportunity for Strasbourg to play nearer their potential. There's a bit of a risk to it because that's something they've not been doing this season, but the potential is definitely there. So I'm backing on them to show it um, with a new manager in charge who will have been pushing them all week to get nearer to that potential. We should see great motivation, good attitude from the players. And very quickly on Ange, at bottom of the table, five points from the team above them, nine points from safety. They are the weakest team in this division for me. So I think it's a good chance for a motivated, reinvigorated Strasbourg to get all three points. And it's not a bad price. Minus 114 It's odds on. In that, in that type of talk, but it's not too bad given how weak the side they're playing are. So I'm happy on the back of the Antonetti appointment to back Strasbourg this weekend. There was such an Anne Robinson intonation to the way you said they are the weakest team in this division. I thought we were <laughs> going to get goodbye at the end of it. If it had been Steve, he'd <laughs> have been on top of that pun. I missed it. Uh, forgive uh, us to our American listeners if you don't have the Anne Robinson weakest link reference. I'm sure you can find it. She might have done it over there, actually. I'm not sure. But um, anyway, uh, let's move on to uh, into our final game. Poor Alger. They just get such a kicking on the show each week. Uh, what was the price again, uh, James, on that very quickly? Yeah, minus 114 on yeah. Strasbourg to that's, win that's, that a, that's appealing. You put forward a compelling case for that one. Okay, Steve, need this one relatively briefly. Lons Nance, it's the final pick of the show. The pick is Lons minus one Asian handicap. And um, I wouldn't say this is a great value pick, actually, but it's a fade of Nantes because they're actually playing in Europe this week away against oh, yeah. Juventus in the Europa League. And uh, Nantes do not have a good record. Um, in Europe, we said it earlier in the season. The squad isn't designed for two matches a week. This is playing against Juventus is massive for Nantes. This is going to be a huge deal for them. And I've just looked at their record after European games this season. Only one win out of six. They've lost all three of their away games after an away match in Europe. And I think it's a good chance for Lons to rebound. They've been struggling a bit recently. And um, the manager, Frank Ice, has said, I expect us to bounce back soon and uh, full faith in the team. They lost against uh, Lille at home in the last game, but that sorry, Nice at home in the last game, but Nice are going really well. Lons have won 10 out of 11 matches at home this year, 22-8 goal difference. Um, I think they can bounce back. Uh, if it was a normal week, I probably wouldn't be betting taking this bet, but um, it's a, I think Nantes are going to be not focused. I think they're going to be tired. They should and... be, should they? You, Juve in Europe, they're mid-table safe. You know, no, no, nothing to. This is this is what it's all about. This game on in the week. It is totally. Yeah. They're going to be yeah focused on that. Nantes have incredibly kept ten out of eleven clean sheets in all competitions since the World Cup. I've looked at the stats though in the eight league uh, games since the World Cup, just two goals conceded, but seven point four expected goals against. So that either tells you teams have been missing chances or Arben Lafont has been having blinders. So that can't keep continuing, Rob. And I think this is the perfect fixture. I think Lons will actually win to nil. 
I'm thinking something like 2 0 here. It looks ideal. Minus one Asian handicap at plus 100. Uh, it's a free hit, really. As long as Alonso are in the game, we're not going to lose anything on the pick. Uh, the main reason for it, like I said, is a fade of Nantes. Yeah, I like that a lot, Steve. Okay, boys. Great to work with you, Steve. See you soon. James. Yes, take care, Rob. Goodbye, James. Cheers, Rob. Speak uh, that's all we have time for on the Betting Weekly Extra Time League. Our show brought to you in association with BetRivers, your hometown sports book. A reminder, all the prices are available at the BetRivers website. And we'll see you soon for round 25. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the BetRivers Network.